So this past Saturday, I was uh, heartbroken as our Dallas Cowboys, I'm a big Cowboys fan, got, uh, got beat up by the now L.A. Chargers. Mm. Well, I'm a Niners fan, so I grew up hating the uh, Cowboys, so I'm fine with it. So this may be our last, last podcast. Yeah, we're done. That's it. You learn something new every day. <laughs> so... Uh, Hi, welcome to episode nine for What It's Worth Coaching Podcast. I'm uh, Coach Ty. I'm here with Coach Hines. And uh, we're here episode nine. Our topic is uh, today is we're going to go over a Cowboys film, which you shared on Twitter the other day. But first, uh, I want to go ahead and uh, let you guys know that we're out on Instagram. It's at For What It's Worth Coaching. Go out there and uh, like us, share us with your friends and family. Uh, let them know that we have a podcast. If it's worth sharing to, to a new coach that you know or any other family members, um, this is also the second podcast where we got filmed with uh, JC Navarro Films. Big shout out to JC. Big shout out. JC's an awesome guy. You go to church with him and he's uh, doing our film and our, uh, and our editing. So pretty, pretty happy about that. And he does a lot of work throughout the entire San Diego area. San Diego, yeah. So if you're, if you're looking for some uh, film work or just need someone to take some film of anything, uh, hit him up. It's JC Navarro Films. He has a, um, a, Instagram page and also a uh, uh, website. So uh, another shout out to goes out to GameStrat, which you use during the season. Yeah, GameStrat is uh, instant sideline replay. It's, it's, this past season was our first year working with them. And I'll tell you, Coach, it was a game changer. We, we had the capacity to you know, get the plays that we just ran literally a matter of seconds after running the play. So you can show your players right there in live time. The things they did right are the corrections they needed. And they are bar none some of the best people I've ever worked with as far as their customer service. Definitely. And uh, it'd be nice to see if they do any baseball stuff because it would be nice to be in the dugout, especially as a hitting coach. I'm sure they uh, do. After their hits. So uh, if you guys get back to us on that, we'll be able to check that out. But uh, let's go. Let's talk about the, the Cowboys film that you uh, put up on Twitter. Yeah. So as Coach mentioned, the, the topic of today's podcast is what coaching Really, really what coaching may or may not look like, because it's different for all of us. So this past Saturday, I was uh, heartbroken as our Dallas Cowboys, I'm a big Cowboys fan, got, uh, got beat up by the now L.A. Chargers. Mm. Well, I'm a Niners fan, so I grew up hating the uh, Cowboys, so I'm fine with it. So this may be our last, last podcast. Yeah, we're done. That's it. You learn something new every day. <laughs> so uh, if, if you haven't seen the film, we're going to try to you know put a little link to it up here. Uh, but if you haven't seen it, it's an eight-second little, eight little shot of three of their linebackers. But the, the camera really focuses in on veteran um, Sean Lee and rookie Leighton Van Der Esch sitting on the, the – and we're getting beat up bad in the game. I say we like I'm, a, I'm one of the teammates. Right, you always got to. Uh, got it. And the, one of the linebacker coaches, Chris Richard, from what you see on film is just laying into them laying into them. And I had shared that video on Twitter and simply said, this is what being coachable looks like. And it got a bunch of retweets and a lot of amens and hallelujahs and all that stuff. And yes. And then things started rolling in and people who I've followed for years on Twitter and, and respected and still respect were saying things like, no, it's, it's, it's not, it's bad. There's not a time and place for that. It's, it's, it's wrong. It's, so that's what we want to touch on here, on, on what coaching looks like to, to so many different people, players, coaches, fans, parents, and all that. Um, so what I liked about the video, 
was those two players. These are, these are young men, but still men in the NFL who were getting paid millions to play at the highest level were, you could only see the back of the coach and his arms were flailing and he, he was, he was, he was animated. He was locked in. The players were just as locked in. They were sitting there. Eye contact was unbelievable. They were looking at their coach. They were nodding their head. And I don't know. I wasn't there, but it didn't look like too scared athletes that were nodding just to have the coach shut up, just to have him be quiet. They were locked in. They, they were focused on what he was saying. And from what I took from it was they were being coachable. Now, the feedback, once again, as I said, was kind of all over the place. A lot of people in support of it. A good number of people uh, surprised me and, and, and felt like, well, there are a lot of concerns. Um, the concerns they shared were, well, hey, there's never an excuse to yell at players. Never. High school, Pop Warner, youth, Little League, professionals. It's hostile. And then the B word started getting thrown around. Bullying? Bullying. Oh. And, and, and bullying is near and dear to me. I know you have three young children, three young sons. Uh, I have four children. And I, I, some of my kids were bullied when they were younger. And it's heartbreaking as a parent. And there's never a time or place to bully a child or an adult. Right. But man, in today's day and age when everyone gets a trophy and everything is so politically correct and all that, I, I hear the bullying word and I hate it. And I, I've coached with bully coaches. Mm-hmm. Man, it just eats at me. I, I just have no respect or tolerance for it. That being said... I think the word bullying gets thrown around way too easily nowadays. Um, there's no excuse for it. So, so you saw the video. Yes. So, so before I share really a little bit more of my take, what did you see in the video? See, I didn't see the video until you showed me just before we went on air here. And, uh, you know, I see exactly what you see. I look at a, an animated coach and the way he was yelling wasn't pointing and downgrading or above him he was squatting getting like he was getting ready to show him like hey this is what you need to do you need to get up there and the, you know like you said the players were locked in they were engaged in what he was saying and um to me if, if as a professional uh, football player they could walk off throw their hands in the air walk off and just say you know this guy doesn't doesn't because he's just a coach yeah. you know he just yells at me all the time but there was at that time that must something must have happened and they knew something happened and the coach saw it and was re-emphasizing this is what you need to do and they were ready to go. So for me, I saw it as yes, it was there, the time and place was a good spot for it. They're on their backs. Cowboys are up new team. They're learning how to win in the playoffs a lot more. They're gonna be there. It's taking us a long time. Yeah, it's taking a long time. My Niners, yeah. <laughs> but you know, they know they're on their way there. And they need to learn how to win in those big game situations. And that's probably one of the, the time and place for that type of, um, I'm not saying yelling, raised voice, emphasizing yeah. what he was saying. Yeah. Well, and you and I both mentioned that they were locked in. Mm-hmm. You know, in my 20 years coaching high school football and all the years you've coached baseball at <clears throat> so many different levels, if you haven't earned that trust of that coach, if that coach hasn't earned your trust and respect, they're going to roll their eyes, especially in today's day and age. They're going to kick over a water cooler. They're going to walk away. We would have heard it by, we would have heard or read a tweet now by either Sean Lee or Leighton Vander Esch, someone saying something derogatory about the coach. Right. What we don't know as outsiders is the time and dedication and heart that's been poured in to building a relationship 
that it appeared to us at least right. that they had. And we could be wrong, right. but, but that's, that's what we saw. What, what we didn't see, <clears throat> that was one of my biggest takeaways, was what we didn't see wasn't even something that you can see. It's what we didn't hear. Because the number of times I've watched that little eight-second clip, we don't know what was being said. Mm-hmm. He could have been swearing at them. He could have been saying things that are, yeah, fine for grown men, but still not appropriate. He could have been saying horrific things to them. But once again, the, the, the focus they had in their eyes, the, 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 the passion that they showed, and we saw their faces, leads me to believe that he wasn't attacking them personally and being derogative, more coaching them up. But we don't know what he said. Right. So I, I think one of the biggest takeaways I would love to have our listeners get from this is what coaching looks like and what coaching really is. Because I yell and scream all the time. Mm-hmm. I, matter of fact, as I just shared, my wife uh, begged and pleaded and, and for lack of better words, forced me to go to the doctors because, <laughs> because of my voice and my throat and some clearing of my throat I do all too often. And find out it's uh, it's fine, not nothing serious, but we're always projecting our voice. Now they were in a playoff game. Is it possible that he was saying very uplifting, encouraging, empowering things, surrounded by thousands of screaming fans, and just trying to be heard? Absolutely. You mentioned he was squatting down and and as he was and, and trying to show them what they need to do. There are many times I grab players by the face mask and. I trust that no parent's ever going to get mad at me for that because if I'm ever putting my hands on a player, you they know that I'm going to say I love them or I knew you could do it or there's something. I'm never going to put my hand on a player mm-hmm. if it's not a positive thing I'm saying. Right. Because that that's, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Definitely. First of all, and, and I agree with that. But when I grab a player by the shoulder pads or I grab them by the face mask, it's always a positive mm-hmm. thing just I knew you know I knew you could do it and there's, there's a picture of a, a former player of mine back when I was coaching in New Hampshire it's one of my favorite pictures one of my favorite players of all time and I remember what I was saying to him at that time but if you didn't know and you saw the look in my eyes you couldn't see his with the helmet you'd, you'd think I wanted to rip his head off right so I, I think we have to be careful as outsiders not being in there in the moment of assuming what was being said mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, I know when my, my son first started playing football and so my, my house butts up against a football field, which you absolutely love coming over during football season. I do. I don't know if you're trying to scout the other team or what, <laughs> but good thing they're not in the same division. But, uh, the one thing I told my son, cause I know the football players, the football coaches are loud and they, to get a point across, they're usually louder than, than normal other, <laughs> other coaches. <laughs> But I also told my son, hey, listen to what is being said, not the way it's being to- told to you. Yeah. You know, um, because the coach is trying to coach you and coach is trying to emphasize on what they're trying to teach. So especially with those parents up in the stands, you see the coaches yelling and screaming and stuff. It's a, it's a fun game. We're all excited for the kids, but ha- it's a good opportunity to, to sit down with your son or daughter and have a discussion. It's like, hey, what, the coach is awfully loud today. What, what, what was he or she saying to you? You know, and that way you can see from your son or daughter that they were actually coaching them up. They were actually coaching what they're supposed to be doing. They made a mistake, but they're trying to tell them, hey, this is how we're going to fix it. Instead of, they weren't belittling them. And that way the the parent goes, okay, now if if my son or daughter trusts this coach, then I'm going to trust this coach too. I I love that you just said that because 
that's exactly where my, my mind had gone is have, as parents, have that conversation with your child. Mm-hmm. Hey, coach was on you today. Yeah. What, you, how are you? How are you really? Mm-hmm. And not, this isn't for the listeners. This is not, hey, hear the message, not the tone. It's football or it's baseball. They got to man up. And it's none of that no. prehistoric Neanderthal, Neanderthal stuff. It's, there's never excuse to bully a player. Mm-hmm. There's never excuse to yell at them in a derogatory way. Correct. But if you are trying and you're passionate and that passion's coming through, um, ask your child, hey, I didn't hear what they were saying, but what was coach saying to you? Uh, I, I had a, a coach quite a few years ago in New Hampshire that uh, would get on our players, and he got on them a lot. And we have no swearing policy, just like I do now. Mm-hmm. So he, he was good with that, but I pulled him aside one time, and I said, hey, do me a favor. If you get on a kid in practice, and, you, and I'm fine with you yelling at him, but if you get on a player before you leave that practice field, pull them aside, put your arm around them and say, hey, listen, I love you. Just understand this is why. So once again, reiterate what you were trying to teach in a calm, controlled manner. Because sometimes if we are so animated, that might get lost. And we don't want our message to get lost. And he looked at me and said, I'm not going to say I love him. I was like, but you do. You do love these guys. He said, well, yeah, but I said, then don't say it. If it's not sincere, don't say it. But if you don't want to say you love them, then stop screaming at him. Yeah. And it was interesting to see the little paradigm shift of, of what had to happen. Um, th- there's a time and a place for all things. I, I, I teach fourth grade for, for a full-time job, for a living. And I'm animated in the classroom. I'm passionate in the classroom, but I'm teaching fourth graders. I spend more time sitting on the ground with them. And I'm not yelling because I'm not on a football field projecting my voice. And the passion is seen in a different way. But I feel confident in conversations I've had with my students I teach and their parents and the players I coach and their parents and both high school and fourth grade know that I love them. They know that, and it's not an excuse once again, and and I get this, the disclaimer from some people saying, well, we don't want youth coaches or any other coaches to watch this video and say, hey, that's what they do in the NFL so I can yell at my kids. We don't know what they're saying. This is not in any way an excuse to say, hey, it's fine to yell at your players. We, we can't assume he was yelling at them and not passionately coaching them up Correct. with a purpose to, to make them better. Definitely. Yeah. And, I, and I found going through uh, something I learned going, going through uh, baseball is, you know, one of the, t- the best way to reach, especially in baseball, best way to reach a kid on a, a, an error or a strikeout was pulling them aside and talking to them calmly like they're, like they're young men. And I always found that from, you know, faults of my own and, you know, the, some of the failures I have to, is being loud. They tend to tune, tune you out and, you know. So when I told the kids when I was coaching high school baseball, I'd pull them aside and say, hey, if I'm loud and I'm having, that means I'm having fun with you. But if I pull you aside and talk to you calmly like I am right now, this is when I'm, this is serious coach. This is when I'm trying to coach you. This is trying to let you know that we're going to fix, fix whatever your problems are. And, and, and talking to them like they're good grown, good young men and women are out there. They're going to respect you more as a coach and listen to you more too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I had an incident in my 20 years coaching high school football now. There's only been one time and uh, you, you, were, you were on our staff at this time when I had to kick a young man off the team. Yes. And it was heartbreaking. And for me, I was mad in that moment. But in that moment, I talked to him quieter than I'm speaking to you now. 
It wasn't yelling at him. It wasn't screaming because that was so serious to me. So there's a difference once again in the weight room, in the locker room, in the film room, on the field. I, I know a lot of coaches, yourself, passionate. We are animated and we, we're just. Yeah. Over the top a little bit. In that moment there, when I, when I had to remove him from the team because of, uh, some of the choices he made and the situation, there was no yelling. There was no screaming. So the players definitely know. Mm-hmm where our passion is and when we're yelling that we're not yelling derogatory things at them. We're not putting them down and insulting them because I don't care who you are. I don't care if it's professional level or not. If you feel like someone has insulted you as a person, not trying to coach you up, but they've insulted you and they've disrespected you and dishonored you, you're, you're going to lose respect. Mm-hmm. And definitely you're the leader of the team, you're the head coach or any type of the position coach, whatever, uh, you may, you're a leader. And if you are more calm, the kids are going to respect it because you're in control of yourself. Yeah. When you're going in and yelling and screaming for every little thing that's going wrong, you don't look like in control. You just look like some crazy freak out there on the field. Yeah. And it's hard to respect the crazy freak out there. Well, and that, that's a great point. Coaches that scream and yell all the time, it becomes white noise. Yeah. They just tune you out. So I'm loud and I'm animated and stuff like that. But when I get heated, 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 and once again, not in a derogatory way, not attacking a child, but, and the passion just comes out, mm-hmm. then people perk up a little bit more. Right. They get their attention. And it's going to be authentic. It, it can't be um, premeditated. It can't be, uh, I'm drawing a blank in the word, but it's going to be, it's going to be authentic. It's going to be transparent. Just, yes. just from the heart of who you are. Mm-hmm. And once again, it, it comes down to what are we trying to teach? The players and sometimes that's going to come in a conversation sitting down like you and i are face to face knee to knee really close no distractions and sometimes it's going to be in the middle of a game mm-hmm. and you're trying to get them to understand the power they have and the ability they have and it's such a hostile or intense environment in the middle of a game that it's going to come away a little different so people sitting in the stands or watching on tv if they don't hear what's being said mm-hmm. it could look completely different from what is actually being taught. Right, right. The reality is the parents up in the stands are just watching their kid play pretty much. Yes. Oh, he's yelling at my son. Well, you realize he just yelled at 20 other of their sons. And what is he yelling? Yeah, exactly. What, 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 is, he, what, what is he yelling to them? Right. And, and you mentioned it. I think you said it perfectly. Have that conversation. I think I'm guilty of it too. So many of us spend so much time on our phones. Put the phones down. Have that conversation yes. with your son, with your daughter, mm-hmm. and not just about, hey, how was your practice? Coach, get on to anyone today. Mm-hmm. And not looking for reasons to get mad at coach, uh-huh. but find out find out where that passion is and what they are coaching. Because unfortunately, there are a lot of coaches out there that do yell and scream, and they think it's a right. They have a whistle around their neck, and they think they have that right to, I'm going to say it, to bully yeah. children. And we, we need to get rid of coaches like that. Yeah, but the coaches that invest their time, their heart, their passion into our players take the time as parents to find out really what they're saying to your child. Definitely, and, and I think ultimately it's all about relationships. Mm-hmm. It is about relationships. You're, you're forging the next leaders of our of our communities. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and I know if someone has my best interest at heart. If they have a vested interest in who I am, not as a pawn, not as a player that can help them reach a certain number of wins. I heard the other day from a friend that he said, oh, so-and-so is going to continue coaching somewhere else. I won't say the school because uh-huh. they want to get 
X number of wins. I was like, you're kidding me. Wow. I'll tell you off the air who it was. You may be able to guess, but we won't say. And I was like, that, that just baffles me. That the, right. the reason they want to stay is to get a certain number of wins. You know what? Just like the trophies and the plaques and all that stuff, that's going to collect dust. Mm-hmm. And, and if they're going to continue coaching to collect these wins, you know, more power to them, but it's, it's all for naught because that's not going to last. But does it really come down to that coach? Is he really going to be part of those wins? Because really being part of it is building the culture around you and then building up to those wins. Yeah, and, and, and building and changing the lives of those you coach. Definitely. So I, I think if you – and the last thing I want to share is I, I'm blessed to coach with, and you know most of them, mm-hmm. some amazing men, and we're all different. Some of the guys I have to pull aside as coaches and say, not in front of the players, hey, be a little bit more yeah. vocal. Speak a little bit louder. Project your voice. Not to yell or scream, but be heard. Some are animated, some are not. I think one of the best things we can do as coaches, we've touched on this a while back, is be authentic to who we are. Be ourselves. Don't try to be like other coaches, although we try to learn from each other. But it's just as important for us to develop those relationships with our coaches mm-hmm. as it is with our players. Definitely. So if I hear a coach, if I hear any number of my coaches yelling during a practice, I look over real quick as the head coach to make sure we're okay. But then I, I don't spend time. As a head coach, I can make sure the guys on my staff are guys that have the young men's, young women's best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. So if they're yelling, I know there's a reason for it, and I can be sure they're not going to be yelling derogatory things or swearing at the players or doing anything like that. Right. So to build a culture, to build success, build relationships with people you trust. And you know the, those, those moments where people are questioning what you're saying are going to take care of themselves because the players and the coaches will say, no, no, this is what he was saying. Mm-hmm. This is what he was teaching. Right. It's all about those relationships and building that community and uh, that camaraderie on the team. Absolutely. So so that's it. That's episode, uh, was that nine? Episode nine. Look at that. The second one on uh, video. Yeah, once again, shout out, shout out to Games Rat and to JC Navarro uh, for all they do to support us in season, out of season, things like this. Uh, and as we always say, hopefully you learned something today. You can take it to apply to your own relationship with your children, to have those conversations, or to apply to your own coaching. So we uh, appreciate you. We hope you subscribe, share it, and uh, take it for what's worth and stay strong.